So I'm feeling, I'm feeling fancy today. I wore the hoodie this morning. Nice. Oh, oh look at this. Jamie's got one on too. Look at this. Sure does. I know. I'm the. I'm. I, I do not have one on. That's hilarious. You're the only, the only one that uh, owns the gym and doesn't have one. <laughs> well, so, I, I, you know, I thought I'd go all mutant is what I was thinking, and then you guys went and rep my gym, so that was nice of you. We're team players. We're team players. Okay. I'm gonna go with these two at bone because they're gonna bother me. Okay. Good to have you, Jamie. Thanks for the short notice show up. Yeah, no probs. Um, apologies for the delay in the reply for the text. You know, actually what happened, saw the text pop up straight away. And you know, sometimes you think, if I reply immediately, like that's just going to look a bit too uncool. So I'm going to wait. <laughs> and I completely forgot about it. <laughs> so you went to bed for eight hours, slept eight hours, got up in the morning, had breakfast, figured you better get back to me. That was funny. Yeah, I just... I mean, uh, I thought maybe you, you, you know, I, I thought you were going to say that, you know, when you, you get like an invite to something and you're like, oh yeah, sure. And then like 20 minutes later, you're like, ah, f I told the girlfriend we'd do this. I forgot. I, yeah, you know, you know what I mean? Sometimes you don't want to jump on stuff too soon because you got to double check your day. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah. What else am I doing? I just thought it might seem like a weirdo if like the, it hit your back as soon as you put the phone down. Like, oh, James, quick. He's already I'm not a Like you're just... You're just sitting around the house waiting to be invited on podcasts. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> okay. Ready to go, Scott? I guess we're recording. We, we get the good. whole thing. We're good. Scott, Scott no longer asks if we're ready to go. He no, just, we just hit the button. We're not live or anything. Go. If Dusty says something that's going to get us in trouble, then I just edit that out later. So, so what's the conscious thing we're doing just to see if it works better? We're just going to avoid swearing in the first 10 minutes. Sure. That's the yeah. So here's what I'm seeing. So uh, Jamie, there's a bunch of changes to YouTube, and there, if there, if there's frequent profanity, and this is funny. So I never pay attention to how much. I should probably say this on the. Why don't, I should let's say this on the show. Are we? Is this the show? Are we doing? Yeah, the show sure. Right now, okay. We'll, we'll say we'll say like, share, okay, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Look at that. There we go. It's just bodybuilding. Jamie the Giant Christian on the show. Obviously, hit up IamMutant.com. We got the triple mutant assault. And Scott is now, you know, receiving. You're getting money from Mutant, so you're, so, like, with the company now. I definitely am, and I'm proud to be, too. It's a great company. You're you're on the payroll. We should just, yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, yeah. So, anyways, code 20% off, Dusty20, Big Ron20. And uh, Jamie, what's going on? Do you have a code in Europe with the European sites or anything? Oh. Have they figured that out yet? Jim told you to say this. Jim Jim's <laughs> said he's still getting the European code ready. Nice. They said he told okay. But TMG20 yeah. does work for Canada and the US. So. Did you say TMG20? TMG, the mutant giant 20. Just gotcha. in case you guys don't, you know, take all the customers. Ah, okay. So your code works to, okay, cool. The mutant giant 20, TMG 20. Okay. Go ahead, Scott. You're first up on deck. Tell okay. us about YouTube's new rules. Man, so a bunch of channels are just getting slaughtered, totally demonetized. And they're, they're, so 2023 hit and things are sailing smooth. And then all of a sudden there's a, you know, a bunch of speed bumps that we're hitting. In one of them is vulgarity. And so 
if you the, the the thing used to be like if you swore in the first you know few seconds that that you couldn't monetize that program and then now it's a longer period of time so it's just to be super careful we want to just watch the vulgarity but especially like in that first five minutes but if there's excessive use of vulgarity and they don't differentiate between words so like the s word and the f word they all it's all the same across the board um and so I, I thought to myself, our, our, so last week, Wednesday's show got demonetized. And then I go to put out the show on Saturday and I was like, well, I'm going to try to clean up some of the vulgarity. Now, if you remember, we had a segment that was called Things That Make Ron Say F That yeah. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear, this was our episode is like a Tarantino film. Like the <laughs> F word is every third word. And when Ron gets excited, he's like, and then... He takes that effing microphone and he walks up to the front of the effing stage. You just hear that effing bass kicking up and everybody just effing gets on their feet. <laughs> I'm looking at oh, like, man. so we literally, I cut that particular word. That's our favorite word. All of us say it. We said it like at least a hundred times in an hour. So and I'm, I'm here crying. Like, why are they demonetizing like, us? <laughs> it's, it's obviously a personal attack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we just that need to be careful, funny. especially in that first five minutes. But if it's excessive throughout, like a Tarantino film, then they'll probably pull the plug as well. But yeah, so we oh. should come up with code words, like yeah. you know, like they do, like <laughs> when you're when you're giving a, a a number or digits to somebody, they don't just say like a, you know, it's like alpha or whatever. We could be like, like if I want to say Frank, that guy, you know, that's Frank. It's the yeah. other one, you know. So so I've got a list here. Of movies that have the most frequent use of the F word. Okay. Nice. What are they? These are the list of the top. How long is this list? (laughs) Top 165 (laughs) movies. Okay. So I'll just like, I'll just do like a quick, just fun sort of, I'll just scan through and like pick out a few. The Wolf of Wall Street, Mm. 180. Nice. We beat that. Easy. Right. Casino, 178. Oh, that no. makes sense. Yeah. Straight out of Compton, 167. <laughs> you know, Goodfellas, 150. You know, like they're 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 up there. They're pretty, you know, Pulp Fiction's 154. Like these are the nice. ones that are jumping out of the list, right? Yeah. You know, it's uh it's funny to to see Scarface 170. He's up there. God damn. See? Don't think you can say so, either of those words. Now you're yeah. in some trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking to see if there's a 200. No 200s. We can no, be no 200. Let's do it. We, we easily do that. If we hit like 60 in an hour and we weren't even trying, if we actually put some heart into it, got Ron talking about music, there's no question. <laughs> I'm so happy that Ron is the one that stood out. That makes me feel a little better. I, I just I'm assume like it's a little me. bit surprised. I have to take a look at my vocabulary. <laughs> It's when you get passionate. It's like, and that's what it is. Like when you get passionate, you won't swear at all. But then like when you really want to express something, then it's like every third word, it'll, it'll be like a chain. And then you go back to, you know, just normal conversation. Just right back into like other, just, yeah, change it up. Okay. Well, I'll be aware. I'll, you know, they say geniuses use profanity. There you go. You know, they do say it isn't great, you know, so. So, so let's start. Uh, let's start with Jamie. What's going on, big man? Tell us about your podcast and why we haven't been invited on it yet. Ooh. Yeah, rude. Oh, it's early days. First of all, I'm going to find it's very difficult not to swear because I swear a lot. 
Um, well, you're dropping C bombs like to your wife and stuff yeah. over there in England. Yeah, it's, it's the challenge. Um, yeah, yeah. Just do your best. So, Worst case, we can edit in in you know a little bit yeah, is is acceptable. They say I think. I promise, yeah. I, I remember the last podcast we did. Actually, I came off and I thought, did I swear a lot? <laughs> That's on it. So we'll we'll tame it down this time. But no, my podcast early days, we've done six episodes and we haven't had a guest yet. So you know, we're not there. We are going to be inviting guests very shortly. Um, there's just nothing over this side of the water really that's doing. Um, I don't know, like warts and all podcasts at the minute, not just bodybuilding, but life in general. And I mean, you guys obviously speak about movies and films and other things, and that's kind of what we want to do. You, you kind of start it in, the, in the sense that you don't want to concentrate on bodybuilding, you want the podcast to be about more other things. But I think you just end up going gravitating towards bodybuilding because that's your main interest, isn't it? So you've always got something to talk about in that regard. What's uh, what's the plan with guests? You just want to see how the show goes with like the flow, and you guys get used to chatting on the mics and all that, and then you're gonna bring bring on a few, you know, easy ones to. You're gonna bunt a few out, you know, bring Jordan on, you know, stuff like that. All the guys you know really well. Yeah, I mean, we got a few logistical issues to iron out. I think because JB and J, obviously, videographer Magic uh, Magic Eye. He has this vision of how he wants the podcast to look, and it's a bit Rogan-esque. And, you know, we're not there yet, but you've probably seen that we've got the, the microphone set up and we're in a studio kind of vibe. So we envision guests coming to us and being in the studio and, and interviewing them in person. Um, so I'm not quite sure. If I could, you, You've been to my house, Ron. You know, obviously, the, the house is where the house is. And then right down at the bottom of the garden, there's a summer house. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's where the podcast studio is, and the internet is wired from the house down to there. Hmm. So one thing that we've got to test is the strength of the internet connection, because obviously if we're doing it like this via Zoom or a web call, the internet's got to be up to play, because if it's not, it's not going to work like that anyway. Right, right, okay. So you're not going to be doing Skype. You're going to be in person. Yeah, that's the plan. Um, that's that's a... so. I, I respect those guys that do those in-person shows because that's like, you know, getting people there yeah. is yeah. now a huge obstacle. So, you know, obviously most of, time, most of the time those guys live in like L.A. or, you know, like the big ones, you know, easy yeah. to get to typically while Rogan's at the level where pre- people board airplanes to go to see him. But, yeah. you know, yeah. that sort of thing. But, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it is would be a lot more work and, you know, um, you know, having people come to your place and everything, you know, like it's, it's going to be a lot different than just, you know, hitting the little button, hitting the little button, click record. Hey, hello, Jamie. You got to think about this a little bit though. We've been doing this show for like 2000 episodes and Ron and I can't be bothered to get here by one 30 and we're in our own houses. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to take some commitment. It's going to be real tricky to get people to actually show up, especially bodybuilders. I came down the stairs. At, literally, I looked at the clock. It was one thirty, and I had nothing on the table yet. I was like, "All right, so I'm late today." But I still beat Ron, so that's cool. I'm, I, Barely. I, I was three minutes. A win is a win. I, trust me. Vin Diesel said that. I seen it. Right. Once. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was talking to Jamie, and he was telling me that he had a list of things to get off his chest. Uh oh. Is, big chest. is what he said. He said he was excited for the show because he had a lot on his mind. 
Yeah. And uh, so do we just let let the giant tell us what the yes. first thing on his mind is? He looks very yes. excited. He looks very happy that we're doing He's this. Pulling out a <laughs> He's list. prepared. The problem is now you told me I've got to do it without swearing as well. <laughs> well, it's let's difficult. see how I many almost, minutes I just caught anyway. myself just now. I mean, this is tough. You know, we're over 10 uh, minutes in. <laughs> bring, I've got three three talking points that have um, been bothering me of late. Okay. I'm just going to look which one is the the first one probably to start on. Oh, this is this is a good one. So seems a common theme on social media that we're obviously in a coaching and education culture, but it's completely beyond me why anybody would go to somebody that has no muscle for advice regarding building muscle. You know, Valid. fair enough. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of people educating on Instagram at the minute and YouTube that haven't got a physique. And if it, I, I'm the kind of person that the proof needs to be in the pudding, if I'm going to listen to your advice, are you in agreement? Oh, for sure. Yes. And um, I saw a great post the other day. You keep 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 talking about this. I got to find it. But go ahead. Yeah. Well, to me, it's like asking a vegan for a bodybuilder's diet. It's not going to happen, is it? You know? Right. They may, may have been a former bodybuilder, but the base standard model of a vegan, they're not going to be able to tell you how to build muscle through diet techniques that we might be utilizing. So, yeah, that's been something that's bothering me. Now, I'm not speaking. People are going to run away with this, and it's probably about the right time to say certain people aren't involved. There are obviously some fantastic educators in the industry, and there's people that do a great job of doing so, um, namely the hypertrophy coach, you know, he's not the biggest mm -hmm. guy, but a great physique and the insane amount of knowledge. Georgian Chalos is the same. He's got a great physique and a great amount of knowledge. These are not the people I'm trying to talk about. It's up and coming people. Some pe people that I think trying to make a name for themselves. Um, and with coaching, I've found that now Instagram is being utilized by good marketers yes. to market themselves and their businesses to make money. And I just think it's kind of unfair, and I hope more people see through. Here's a post I saw the other day. This is I got to give credit to uh, um, on Instagram. He's Adam uh, Coach Adam Omachi from Australia. I don't know if you guys. Oh yeah, yeah, he doesn't um, doesn't mince his words. Does no, he doesn't mince his words. But I love I love sometimes he just you know just fucking says it, and he goes, yeah. "I've never once." Never once seen so many men with so little muscle get traction on social media by appraising smarter techniques. There is a time to work smarter when the basics are mastered and perhaps inefficient for hypertrophy. Socials really are the wild west. Stick to your memes, partner. Mm, I love that. <laughs> and I know what you mean. I know what you mean because I see it all the time. And also, too, I see it on the female side as well. You know, I see people who've just been training a very short period of time um on both you know men and women competitors that and and they're saying stuff that you know that is like fashionable like mm -hmm. there'll be something come out about lats there's been a lot about lats lately an elbow path everything's about the elbow path and like you know all this stuff mm -hmm. and you hear them start to use words like you know they've been training two years and they're saying distal 
and uh, you know like they're 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 um, t- talking like they're using the biomechanical type words and um it 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 just sort of like really shows up to me like they're really trying to be seen as an expert yeah. and i think like being seen as an expert is isn't something you get to pick <laughs> yeah other people get to pick mm. when you're seen as an expert. That's just how I feel. Like, uh, you could try as hard as you want to look like an expert, but I think other people decide when you're seen as an expert. Do you know what I mean? Does Absolutely. that make sense? Absolutely. I think it makes sense. Uh, the only thing I don't agree with is I hate the word fair. Um, because if you're a great marketer and that brings people to you to help with you know, diet, putting on muscle, whatever it is, good for you. But I think what you're going to run into is that only works if you can prove that you actually know what you're doing. You know, how many clients do you have, Ron, I don't actually need the answer, but that have been with you for years or they leave to, to stop bodybuilding or to take a break and they come right back. Yeah. And the reason is because they have proof because they got results. I think results ends up being hmm. the staying power for everything. Hmm. I don't do any marketing on social media. I mean, other I, I don't even do my own like before and afters for clients. Like if a client tags me, I put it up. That's yeah. it. Like I tell all my clients, yeah. like if you tag me in something, I'll put it on my story. For whatever reason you want it, it'll be there unless you put shitty form or something. But for the most part, that's <laughs> it. And I get people that reach out I mean, daily with the possibility of of training. So I think results start to spread. And if you're just a marketer, you know, like I said, good for you. Um, We, you know, there's, I don't ever take something away from someone who has a talent, but if you don't have the ability to close from there and give me the results, back it up. All you did, you got my money once, you know, it really comes down to who do you go back to? It's like, it's like anything, you know, I mean, I got a real estate agent that helped me buy two houses and it was just because I didn't know anyone here. Um, and I won't use him again. Mm. He didn't work at my pace. I'll just go get my license and do it myself because people don't move fast enough for me. You know, that kind right. of stuff is, is how I look at those guys. And at the end of the day, if you can get me results, that's fine. But there are certain things that a book will not tell you. And I think that's yeah. what people miss is you cannot explain to someone who has never been through, whether it be just an absolutely brutal set or a prep where you just feel like, am I going to survive this day? Or a prep where nothing's working, no matter how, I mean, we've all done every single thing or worked around an injury for 12 weeks during a prep. These are things that when a client comes to you and has a problem, I love that my bag of trips is so deep. I'm like, the odds that you're going to bring me something I haven't had almost doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's like this and everything. Like, um, it, the results are, are the bottom line. So you get the odd person in everything that is really good, really fast. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and most of the people coming up, trying to come up as fast as them aren't nearly the quality. And then there's this one person that just like, Oh wow, this person come out of nowhere. I didn't think they knew anything. They're getting amazing results. So there's always going to be exceptions like that for those people that like, you know, seem like they're, jumping the gun on what they think they know, you know, I like, like Dusty said, results are the bottom line, but the experience is usually 
the thing that really makes a difference when it comes to how you how deep your knowledge base really is you know like it's it's like that with everything you know you read all the books and you got all the degrees but you talk to someone who's worked in whatever industry it is could be any industry for 20 yeah. years on top of that and they're going to yeah. just they're going to just run circles around you with how to solve problems yeah. so you know i just think that you got to watch how you speak like i'm really careful i try to be really careful i know on this show we give a lot of bullshit advice but i i uh Beep. there's one for That's you the first swear swearing. i'll write it down okay write these down. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> get a time stamp time stamp okay um you know uh i don't remember what i was gonna say now i messed it up with the beep you get a lot of bs advice you're saying oh yeah um I got a lot of BS advice or what? You, what you see saying? people giving a lot of BS advice, I oh, think you're saying? Yeah, I see people giving a lot of advice, but you have to be careful with how um, how expert you you make yourself sound. Like you, you don't want to back yourself into a corner. Like you don't want to pretend you're something and then wind up looking dumb because you can't solve a problem or answer a question or a topic comes up and you can't follow along. You know, like you don't want to, I, I, I think I, I try to not ever re- misrepresent myself or, you know, Dusty and I will often say, oh, that's out of our wheelhouse. Like that's, yeah. you know, that's not my area of expertise. And um, so that's, that, and that comes back to how we've all said that is that, you know, we respected Aceto so much because he quite often says, I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Right. And that's, yeah. that's something that you really have to watch for too. So beware, really beware the, Instagram expert that doesn't say, I don't know, you know, like if you throw, if you throw them a bunch of weird problems and, and they never say, I don't know, that's a problem, you know, like they shouldn't have a a solution for everything. I think, and I was kind of thinking the same thing, because I'm thinking of maybe people, it's easier to spot when you've been doing it for a longer time, but I've seen people who will try to market themselves in a way that makes them look like they're super successful and they're, they, you know, they, they're just mm-hmm. getting started and they're like, well, when I work with my clients, what I've done over the years, it's like, wait right. a minute, you weren't coaching for years, you know, you mean like, hours. Yeah. <laughs> when you make it sound like you've got like, you know, 50 people, a hundred people that you're working with right now and you have space for two more, you know, it's like yeah. that, that kind of stuff. Then, you know, it, I think it's important. Like I would, if somebody, if somebody was just brand new and they're like, hey, listen, I've done one show. And if anybody wants me to help you learn the things that I learned from doing that one show, I'd be happy to. But keep in mind, I have a limited amount of knowledge, but I'd love to share it with anybody else who maybe has less knowledge than I do. I could show you some stuff. If I saw somebody brand new out the gate who came with like that real humble attitude, I'd probably be like, good for you. you know. And that's how you can stay open-minded and learn too. Versus like you're saying, Ron, pretend like you know everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it gets awkward for me. Like, <laughs> I, I don't, like you, know, you ever watch somebody else's content and you're like, ugh. Yeah, I think what's fall. interesting is, is also that you're, what, you will have success early on in spite of what you don't know. Like, I prepped a lot of people for a few years for free because I told them, like, ah, I'm not ready. And they were winning and everyone was starting to come to me. And then, you know, three years after that, you look back and you're like, I had no idea what I was doing. Like, <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah, calorie, yeah, but the calories were way too low. And, but you knew enough 
to, to get, yeah. a, like you said, a yeah. result. But if you can't catch that also, you're not growing. You know I mean? Like I look back now, even on things that were facts, and I say that with, you know, air quotes, you know, like remember back in the, in the early 2000s, we believed that you needed a way isolate for after you trained because it got in your system really quickly. But then you needed a casein before bed because it digests slowly and you didn't want whey before bed or you'd go catabolic in the night. I mean, there were so many things. And now kids are like, what protein should I get? I'm like, I would get the iso surge that tastes the best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Without doubt. That's you know, so it, you learn a ton. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we let go. But everybody does that. I think every, every generation has stuff that they're, they're brought up kind of all thinking. Because maybe there is like, like the like the thing you just listed, Dusty, the way casing thing. Technically, that is true. Like there is a timing difference, but mm -hmm. the, but the does it matter? Oh, there's the first f bomb. Oh, does you're the matter? first two. See, and notice he was passionate. He was like getting passionate yeah, about it. Yeah, getting passionate. It's starting to lose it. <laughs> but 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 maybe with all. But you know what I mean? Like the impact of the thing is it actually a thing? You know, yeah. so so that's what you learn with experience is you, you know, there's lots of things and lots of things non bodybuilding, too, that I believed for years. And then you get older and you're like, that doesn't actually matter. That's not a thing that mm -hmm. I should ever have been worried about, you know, and there's lots of that that comes and goes and experience teaches you that, you know, yeah. um, you know, think of think of all the things that that, uh, you know, someone who's. You know, think, think of someone who's played in the NFL for 20 years and then think of someone on their first day in the NFL. Like, yeah, they're both professional football players, but yeah. one one person has like way more knowledge than the other one. Like they they have, you know what I mean? And, it's, and it's the guy that's a year in could be the could be better. That's the could other be better. Thing. You could be a better athlete in there, but him in twenty years will be even wackier. You know? Yeah, experience is huge. And sometimes we don't think about what experience means. But when you think of something like an NFL player, that you like because of the physicality of it, it really sort of like, wow, that is a lot. Can you imagine like 20 years? Well, that's like with any job, 20 years, 20 years of problem solving. Yeah. You know, I think people want to learn stuff, too. So I think they maybe gravitate towards some of the coaches that are like, I'm going to teach you, you know, because since we do a lot of educational stuff on the podcasts, a lot of people who want to work with me. They, they come to me to like think like, OK, now I'm going to understand how to do this, too. Mm -hmm. And and I try to explain stuff when I can. But there's an element like I think I remember back to my my first coach, my first contest prep. I hired a coach. I didn't pay him anything. He just worked with me and I, he didn't tell me how to do anything. He was just like, OK, take the carbs out of this. OK, add five minutes of cardio there. But you do learn something out of that process. I think it's important to also understand that education isn't somebody telling you, well, the reason we're taking these carbs out is so that the glycogen and the glucose and the, you know, this, that. Yeah. It's like you just remove the carbs, you get leaner and then you learn something when after it's over, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's um, it, the amount you learn just from how you feel. <laughs> yeah. that's that's what i think bodybuilders are so passionate about when we talk about experiences is i think the more shows you've done and the more preps you've done that's really a huge thing like people who talk about getting ripped and stuff and in con contest condition and stuff but have never done it that's that's definitely one of the areas where i think the most obvious difference is from those who've done it and those who haven't because there's lots of things that you could learn and teach without ever having really done them 
right? A lot of book stuff. Oh, yeah. You could learn it. You could teach it. You never really done it. But something like contest prep, that's that's one of those crazy sort of things that unless you've done it, it's it's impossible to even describe, you know? So, yeah, you know, ah, the Instagrams. Hey, Jamie. What else is pissing you off, Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of linked into that as well. And I think we, 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 uh, we brushed across it. And it was the fact that these guys are trying to be um, complicated. They're trying to mm-hmm. complicate things, and it's actually very simple. And yes. we know as experienced athletes and coaches that, in effect, the better you become at something, the more easy it should be hmm. and the simpler it should be for you to relay that information and help others. But these guys are using all these big words and science is kind of like taking over. Um, I just don't know when bodybuilding got so complex. And the other thing is, when did bodybuilding get so perfect in terms of training? And I think you've brushed over this in the past. Are you training intense enough and training intensity? And I'm seeing more people, again, on Instagram, with these essentially perfect reps, but there's nothing on the bar. And I used an analogy the other day. Um, imagine you've killed somebody. This is uh, it's going somewhere, don't worry. Imagine you've killed somebody. <laughs> again. You're trying, to, you're trying to get rid of the body and you need to tie some weights to the feet. How much weight are you going to have to put on the damn body before the weight's going to sink to the bottom of the river? Right. These, these guys are killing people with fun. They're all floating on top of the river. That's <laughs> all, their, all their dead bodies are still floating. <laughs> yeah. They're not making no progress. They're not getting away with nothing. Uh, they're not fooling anyone. I I think what you broke down, Jamie, is, is, is what you said, which is over time, you can explain it easier and easier. And I'm sure you guys have all heard that uh, old uh, Albert Einstein quote, which was, if you can't explain something to a six year old, um, you don't understand it yourself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that is the deal. I mean, if you really can't break it down in the most simple form, um, like that's one thing I always admired about Chris is Chris speaks very, I mean, he couldn't be much more basic when he talks and only one time that I, and I can't even really recall what it was, but someone tried to kind of talk above him in a conversation and I watched him break down like scientifically what he was talking about. And I felt embarrassed for the guy because I was like, <laughs> oh, you didn't know he had that in the bag of tricks, did you? Yeah. Frankly, yeah. neither did I. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You know? So, I mean, that's, that's the thing is it, it, as you get more advanced, it is, it does get more simple. You know, I always remind kids at the gym cause I've kind of taken on that like retired old man role with a lot of these kids. I'll see them like banding everything in directions that don't make sense. And literally they know now I'll walk over, go, remember gravity straight up and down. Just keep that in mind. Right. And then walk away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you because you see all this sh- stuff, you could catch. Good job. And, Good job. and I'm like, I want to ask, what do you think you're doing right now if gravity's. No? Okay. Right, mind. right, right. <laughs> you know, too, that, right. that does tie in with like the, the, the misleading people thing that I was talking about a little bit, too. And I, I hate to sound so negative about people in the industry or newer people and stuff, but I, the thing that I'd say irritates me is. 
when you when you know that they're using words incorrectly and that maybe they aren't if you use enough big words and you tie them all together and you speak fast enough you can sound really smart and yeah. like there's one guy that I know can really pull it off well who can actually he knows the words and that's Scott Stevenson so when Scott when Scott's told me on more than one occasion he's like that guy and I don't want to mention names but he said yeah that guy has just kind of learned maybe like 20 of the popular buzzwords and then he just like kind of mixes them up and throws them into sentences wherever he sees fit. And they don't really make a lot of sense. But a lot of people are like, oh, my God, that guy's so smart. You know, he knows so much, you know, so it's out there, you know. But yeah, but a lot of times we're just like, oh, wow, he knows a lot more than we do. You know, just word, just word salad. Yeah. Inflammation, Ron, my favorite word. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. You know, when we did that, when we did that list of what things we could leave in 2022, I, I, I actually had a small list of words and inflammation was one of them. Yeah. I would argue the inflammation though, because there is inflammation in the. Yeah. You know, I know what you the mean. The word. Though, yeah. yeah. I hear, I hear, I hear people saying stuff like, Oh yeah, you know, I've just had so much inflammation in my body lately. Like I haven't been, you know, this and that. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like your ankles are swollen? And they're like, no, no, no. I've just got like inflammation. And I'm like, like, what do you mean? Like you've got like puffy, like, what do you mean? Like you, is it that? <laughs> he got passionate. He got passionate. <laughs> Rod's never going to be able to speak again because of this oh, episode. It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> completely oblivious. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Currently, you know what I'm trying to the say. score is yeah. zero, zero, zero to three. Um. <laughs> we should have a little scoreboard on each person here for the, for the show. Okay, okay. You know what I mean, though. Yes. I was, I was that that word that word got to me because everyone was using ah. it. Was a, it was a real buzzword. It was like a real huge buzzword. The inflammation thing. People talking about inflammation and talking about oh, that food causes a lot of inflammation in me. And I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, do your ankles get puffy? Does your gut like come out to here? And they're like, oh, just digestive issues and inflammation. And I'm just like, but you, you have to have like, like, do you have a photo of this inflammation? Like, <laughs> He's gonna do it again. He's gonna do it again. It's coming. <laughs> uh oh. The 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 the, the f on the beginning of photo was almost almost an effing photo. Oh, okay. that's great. <laughs> It'll take practice. I might yeah, be having more okay. fun now that we can't swear. Um. <laughs> and by the way, I should add, yeah. guys, it's not just for the monetization, but if we don't, and I, I forgot to mention this part, if a show is not monetized, then YouTube does not push it out into the algorithm so that more people yeah. find. That's where the real issue is. Yeah, you know? it's it's not like it's not like we're making big money off these yeah. ad clicks on on our views. It's it's uh it's that it it hurts the growth of the channel. Yes, we forgot you know? to mention that part. Whether or not you see an ad for a razor at the beginning of this is not important to me. Yeah. Um, the or whatever it is that razor. YouTube decides to show you a sex doll or whatever it is that you're going to get shown. <laughs> Whatever's in your based on particular. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever your clicks based on your are history, dictate. I believe. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, not that I'm stuff. judging. You know. Okay. Okay. Jamie, okay. What else did I got, interrupt man? Jamie? I think I interrupted Jamie. Was he talking about something? Uh, 
I think I think we're good. Um, he's just, just triggering you. Every every he's triggering us. That's what's happening here. <laughs> I love it. I freaking yeah, love it. I will it. not be triggered. I will not be triggered. Go ahead. You ha- you, you had something to say. Yeah, is um because I know last time Mutant did a meetup and Vegas was a bit kind of off limits in terms of speaking about of of certain mutant meetups are able to uh, be talking points. I'm gonna do it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah, as long as not what, nothing secret about the company, but yeah, go for it. It was because we had you guys coming in last time, remember? So Sean wasn't announced yet. Oh yes. I don't even know. Maybe you were or just barely were, so that's why it was not talked about. That's right. I was just gonna say, who's getting the cigars ready? I'm bringing these edibles that I have from uh, my last competition. There's three left. This is. Uh, I had the one, and I was baked out of my mind. <laughs> Definitely don't bring anything. Don't don't bring anything into the country, though. Technically, you can't bring anything in. Okay. Yeah, we'll just buy it on the way back from the airport. No problem. Do it every time. Or the guy in the van it? shows up. Yeah. I, I know a guy, and I'm not going to mention any names because I'll incriminate people here, and I don't want to do that. But I'm going to say, I know a classic competitor at the Olympia that went to Vegas with a suitcase full of gear. Literally, I'm not joking, probably quarter of his suitcase full of gear and in needles, the, the whole lot, not for himself, but for a couple of friends as well got spot at Cousins and got a mark against his name. This guy's competing in the Olympia, by the way. Got a mark against his name, but allowed to pass through. And I was was just like, (laughs) oh, my God. This guy, he's not planned ahead and got it ready while he's there. He's took it on himself to run the wrist, run the gauntlet, and he's got away with it. Have you ever, ever, ever heard of anything like that before? Not in the U.S. No. No. We will chop your off yeah we he must uh he must have run into a f- halfway fan oh. or something yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i mean he must uh he must uh he, yeah those those guys liked him that was i've that never could have been, been jail <clears throat> like, yeah. yeah i've never heard of anyone yeah. getting caught with steroids at the u.s border and not that amount i've heard of a couple people getting caught with one bottle and yeah. and they were like just told to go home. No, you're not getting on this plane. Go yeah, home. Well, you know, we could we could arrest you, but you know, like that sort of thing. But I've never heard of anybody getting let through to go compete. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely don't make it. Even if you made it to the States with a bottle and they caught you and they didn't arrest you, they would usually send you back to Europe. They're like, all right, we'll see ya. Hmm. Like you don't get yeah. to even come into Vegas, let alone. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, I guess that would have been in New York, but still. Yeah, wow. There's a lucky guy. Tell him to buy a lottery ticket. For sure he will win. <laughs> and or make some friends did. in the U.S. while he's at it, too. Yeah. That could help. Yeah. Quick phone call. Yeah, goes a long way. <laughs> That's insane. So what, what, were you, what were you going to talk Sorry, I was going to ask Dusty. Um, I believe he's trying to actively gain weight again and eat. Like a bodybuilder per se. Is that yes, still- yes. Oh, it's really? been horrible. Why do people do this? 
so much food again. <laughs> like I'm not even back to like anywhere near old numbers. But man, like yeah. last night I got to my ready for this fifth meal. And I was like stuffed. I'm like, I don't even remember it being like, you forget because it's obviously just second nature. Um, But I also, it's been, today is one week and I'm up five pounds. So it's working. But yeah, yeah, and I'm training hard again, which um, I was training hard, but like really hard again. And it's, it's nice. I forgot what it's like for your whole body to feel heavy. You know, not even just sore, just heavy. You like get out of bed and you're like, moving everything is like yeah it's kind of fun i I feel like a a rookie again it's pretty enjoyable i i ate five meals the other day like i had five solid meals right and i was like holy that's a lot of food i ate a lot of food today (laughs) oh there you go five and six back to back (laughs) (laughs) he told you goes in goes in streams with him well hey this will be a good test of the system right yeah yeah we don't want to just put out zero F-word shows. We want to sprinkle and, and get away with it. So we'll see what we can get. Yeah. You're doing a high do. sprinkle right now like that guy. Yeah, um, a little salt. <laughs> okay. I got to ask Dusty, though, because I saw that we recorded last week. And then mm-hmm. at, right after we we're done recording, I'm looking through my phone and looking at Instagram. And then I saw your post where you're like, hey, yes. I'm back at it. I'm lifting heavy. You know, I'm eating. I'm going to eat five times a day like a real body. But I was like, we didn't even talk about this. He didn't even mention it. And this post has been out for hours or a day or something. What triggered you to decide to do this? Well, actually, it has nothing to do with the bodybuilding side for me. I think what it is, there's this misunderstanding amongst the younger generation that the only way you can bodybuild successfully is essentially to be a loser in every other aspect of life. <laughs> like they, they, they do. I mean, it's just a weird thing to me. Like, you, you know, you, I'll hear guys on the radio. I've had guys say straight to me, like, well, I got to get an easy job so I can get my food in. And I'm like, well, an easy job won't pay you well. Yeah. And bodybuilding isn't cheap. So why don't you get a really good job and eat faster? Like, I just yeah. think it's very <laughs> overcomplicated in people's mind. It's like you guys were saying about the gym. It's the same. Like, okay, you go to work for eight hours, okay? If you time it perfectly, that's, I mean, however you time it perfectly, it's two meals, but it might be three while you're at work. Make yeah. one of those a shake. One of them's your lunch break. Okay, we only have one more left. Like, I don't see why this is so difficult. So last week, I just practiced because I got all the, the video stuff. And we're doing it all ourselves. I'm purposely kind of keeping it really raw. I got a microphone, cell phone. That's it. I got. Nice. Even, I was going to buy a camera. And I'm like, you know what? No, I want to leave it real basic. Yeah. So we ran through it last week, just kind of get a feel, do some editing. Um, but I want people to see everything that happens in a day while doing this. And the only thing I changed is the food. So I'm not like, I didn't like shoot the gear up. I'm not taking growth or anything like that. It's just putting the effort in, but it's really more about like, look, you can do both. Like I do understand when you're in prep and you're doing an hour and a half, two hours of cardio, training, tanning, posing, yes, some things kind of fall by the wayside. But these guys that trade their life in for bodybuilding, I think for the majority of us, you could understand that's a bad trade, you know, because I think that we lose track of how few bodybuilders, and it's kind of funny because three of them are in this screen right now, 
but are actually making money off of bodybuilding that aren't winning shows. And then how few are winning shows and how little that money really is. I mean, you get ready for a show, you win $10,000. What did it cost to do that show without a sponsorship? It took you three or four months to get ready for it. Let's just get wild and say you made $4,000 after all the hotels and flights and yada, yada. Four grand in four months? Yeah. It's not a great trade, you know? So I just kind of want people to see that because the things that enrich, like, and I did this when I was bodybuilding uh, at a higher level, my life was more simple. I just had me, my wife, a business. It was quick and easy. Not, nothing that involved um, other people, really. Now, bodybuilding is more exciting because it's it literally like, I mean, Jamie, I know you've, we've talked about this briefly. Like, if you leave your house to train, to do whatever, you, you mentally know you're taking away time from your family, from other things. So you need to up that intensity while you're there. But you also have to get your home and get back to life. You don't have to sacrifice one for the other. And I think, again, that's another thing you can look at with kids is you could show kids you can have goals and be a good dad, be a good mom, you know, be a good husband, be a good wife. So that's kind of really what I'm hoping that it shows is like I didn't all of a sudden go back to one dimensional. And I don't like I said, I mean, I was up to 290 already. It was 286 something when I started. So I guess a little over four pounds. I'll be at 305 in a You're heartbeat. Fat. Of course. Um, <clears throat> I just say donuts. I didn't say what the meals were. <laughs> I just said there were five of them. But you know right. what I'm saying? It's it, it's really more that part. And the training will be in the videos, but just, just back when I get into like some fun top sets and stuff like that. But the hope is just that people see you can do both because I'm really glad that my career set up in a way that bodybuilding didn't cost me my future. And I think right. for a lot of people it can. Yeah, I I sometimes feel like, because um, I was very all in. I was very all in. There's a lot of things I, I immediately sacrificed at a young age. I just said, nope, not doing that. Um, you know what I mean? Like I, mm -hmm. I, I, I look back and I'm like very fortunate that as all in as I was and as like, you know, no plan B to steal uh, Clarita's line as, as no right. plan B as I was, because I was a very like, like I fully and 100% identified as a bodybuilder for the vast majority of my life, my, all my twenties and thirties. I was like, what, what, what do you do? I'm a bodybuilder. Like, uh, you know, it was 100% of what I was. And, mm -hmm. but I still had a couple of speed limits in my head, hmm. drug use limits, right? I had these speed mm -hmm. limits I wasn't willing to go over. And then I had these financial speed limits. Nope, that's too much. I'm not spending that. Nope, right. not using growth. That, that real, the farm growth is way too expensive, not using it. No, I'm going to, mm -hmm. I got, I got this to do. I got to buy it, got to buy a place. Um, so I, I, I just, sometimes I just thank my stars that I had at least those two speed limits. You know what I right. mean? Because I could have, you know, I had no other speed limits. Right. Yeah. And, uh, for some reason, I, I don't know, just the way I was brought up or, you know, influence from somebody. Um, I just think, man, those were the two speed limits that kept me from being, you know, the guy that like, you know, any money left after and nothing to do. So yeah. there you go. 
You know what I mean? Like it. <laughs> no, but you know, I, I love that you said that though, because the speed limits is a great example. Um, <clears throat> they saved me. I, I'm saying, I think they saved me. Like I could have, I would have just like, one thousand percent. Another time, another time stamp, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done counting them, but yeah, <laughs> but eight. No, but, okay. you, but you're right though. <laughs> anyway. and I, I think that when you when you see it in hindsight, I think that's the big thing that I'm realizing, Scott, is like, again, when you have the the, the near death thing, you you just look at stuff a little different, and I'm like, I wonder if I could have been even better then. Hmm. Because yeah. that's what I'm learning now is like when I got back into training and things like. I wasn't trying to go at it in the same way, but I really enjoyed it. And a lot of changes started taking place just because I was enjoying it more than that. It was just like, I get to be here again. And I'm not forgetting about muscle memory and all that. Don't get me wrong. But it, there is something to be said of just kind of I, being mindful, like you were saying, Ron, like you were being mindful of a couple things. Like you do not want to get down the road and, and win your big show and get done and go to your hotel room by yourself because you've alienated your family. You've lost your girlfriend and all these things because that great achievement will not be a great day without those other things. You know what I mean? And I, and I think that it's, it's very similar. I mean, you find out quickly who's around you and who you impacted. I mean, now I'm on a rampage a little here, but you know, when I came back from my coma, you start to realize how many people you didn't even realize you were impacting by living your life you don't want that number to be zero, you know, where they're like, oh, well, I don't even know that I want to drive down the street to watch Dusty compete because he's kind of a ass, mm -hmm. you know? So that's all. I'm, I'm hoping that that'll come through. If not, it'll be some fun for me. And I'm enjoying just doing It's It's harder again now. Like I said, you get, you get out of practice. Um, you lose your skills on certain things like just eating because it's time to eat. You know, it yeah. sounds silly, just, but, but after years, like I go, I look at the clock and I'm like, no. <laughs> okay. You, you give it another <laughs> two weeks. Your metabolism will be moving fast. Oh yeah. It won't be bad. Train yourself, you know, you'll be good. Yeah. But you're, I mean, you're already, that's the beauty as you know, you know, you're already doing you know bent rows. Do. Like you're still bent rowing four plates, aren't you? Yeah. I just, I wanted to try and see how it went. It was good. I got 12, so it wasn't bad. Yeah. Like yeah. just crazy, you know. <laughs> like I would Some have to be doing. Away. <laughs> the only time I ever, you know, could bent row four plates was when I was doing everything right. Like yeah, just like everything right, you know. Plus Anadrol, you know. And then Dusty, <laughs> Dusty's like. Dusty's like, oh yeah, just seeing how it feels in my hands as a, you know, just getting some meals in. Yeah, you know, yeah, some sort of thing. In in fairness, I had had four days of heavy meals before that left. Yeah, so but it is fair to be said. I think Jamie will agree with me here. Like Jamie and I, you know, as far as Gen Pop go, we're we're both big, strong guys relative to the average person. But then there's Dusty, well, you who don't, does like, you know superhuman stuff on TRT. Yeah, <laughs> my, mine's it's American TRT if that matters. <laughs> <laughs> so but no it's it's good scott what, what do you what do you think though you think that that's something that people will catch or i'm hopeful because it's going to be the whole purpose yeah i think doing. it'd be interesting to hear you know it'll be interesting to see and i'm i think it's exciting too because i feel like every time and, and this is just watching everybody that i podcast with when people get plugged into training they get more passionate and excited 
about that. They get more excited about bodybuilding and it comes mm. through, you know, and I think that that then translates to to the people that follow you and follow the shows and stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know that like whenever I've competed, that the amount of interactions that you then have with people goes up and other people get excited and motivated. And I think it'll mm-hmm. only end up good. It'll only be um, to the world's benefit. As long as you, you know, stay healthy, don't hurt yourself and, and you ha- keep having fun with it, you know? And don't say the F word on my YouTube, which yes. I had the very first video yes. I did because it was after we talked, Scott. Yeah. We did a uh, cooking with Dusty. Yeah. And I, I cleaned it too far. And I was like, I don't care if mine get monetized. I'm bombing the hell out of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This isn't funny. I don't care. I have to tell you guys something. So for people who have never met Jamie in person, um, I don't remember if that was the first time we met in person, Jamie, uh, at the Olympia just a few weeks ago now. Was that the first time we met in person that you can remember? I feel like we've yeah. met. Okay. I felt like we met before, but I guess that's just because I've known of you and knowing you for such a long time. I, I go all the way back to hearing you on the size game, by the way. You might not have known that. But, yeah, uh, well, dude. Yeah. Three cheers for the size game. People don't won't realize just how absolutely huge you are no. not just because you're a jack dude but because of your height and everything like i could you can't miss jamie at like a huge crowd of jacked bodybuilders and then you're like oh there's jamie there's the biggest guy yeah. right there yeah it might not translate completely on the screen you know what i'm saying but i just i wanted to share that for all the viewers at home you, who are watching this you never have jamie before i i think easily without question jamie you have the craziest frame I have ever seen on a pro bodybuilder. That says a lot Agreed. too. Yeah, there's nobody with more. There's nobody that height with with no with more X frame than than you. You're you're the. There's been some guys your height, obviously, but they didn't have the shoulder width, the taper, the quads, and like the the structure and stuff. You have the craziest frame I've ever seen. It's there's never been a frame bigger than yours in pro bodybuilding, ever. And it, when you see it in person, like I'm used to you now. That's how hilarious it is. I'm like used to you. Like, oh, that's Jamie. And then I see photos of us and I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> There's another one. Nine. <laughs> you know? <laughs> now, does Jesus count? Do I get probably a date not. Jesus? Not to, probably not. Not to me. Because no. yeah. I love Jesus if it helps. <laughs> <It's safe>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! I'm, I'm gonna like leave my comment. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, so wow. yeah, but are you aware of that, Jamie? Like, do you do you feel bigger than everybody, or is it just normal to you? Like, do you? I mean, you look down on everyone. In a yeah, nice way. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only way, the only uh, time I notice is when I have to look up. It's like, <laughs> This is weird. This is not the norm. <laughs> so who have you looked up to? Like Brian Shaw? Have you met Brian Shaw? I've not met Brian in person. Um, but there was this guy at the expo who actually brought me some uh, some strawberry-flavored Rice Krispie Square bars. Thank oh, you yeah, much. those were in the back. I saw those in the back. I might have had yeah. one of those. <laughs> he did make a point of, of when I asked him how tall he was. He says, oh, I'm six foot six, you know, the same as Josh. And I think that was just like a backhanded way of saying Josh was taller than me as well. That's like, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's about it. But no, thank you very much. And 
you know as well as I do, as bodybuilders, you're always critical of yourself. I mean, I went to the Olympia knowing that I wasn't my best because I've come off the back of a competitive season and you get that slope post-contest and I've obviously gone through this phase of um, going into TRT and not knowing if I was going to compete again. So I would say my self-esteem as a, a physical nature was low, but I had a great time there and I can't wait to go to Canada to train with you guys. And I'm actually more worried about Andrea, the only female that's going to be with me. <laughs> Don't be worried. She's definitely better than all of us. Just... <laughs> she she is a mental lunatic, and I loved. I didn't know that until the episode. And I was yeah, like, yeah. "How can you be so nice and politely slit throats the way you do? It's impressive." Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're gonna love in in the gym, Jamie, because it's she's, well. She's let's. Dark. <laughs> let's tell let's 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 tell everybody what's actually going on because a lot of people from um the gym listen to the podcast so let's tell everybody uh what's going on they we haven't we've, we've sort of mentioned it a dozen times now <laughs> what's not going as on, many Jamie? times you, you said the f word but go ahead yes <clears throat> so i think my my flight's january the 29th and uh me obviously dusty you're already going to be there Ron, obviously and andrea yep. do West Coast Iron to film some content for Mutant. And I think we're there until uh, the Friday. We fly back on Friday. So it's like a week's worth of content going, isn't it? Yeah, yep. we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, I know we were going to bring Clarita, but he he sort of decided to do something. Do you want to talk yeah. about that? Yeah, yes. sure. Because I'm interested to see what you guys think of the lineup overall. It's obviously very light. In yeah. Numbers. Was, it, yeah. was there eight guys? Seven now, isn't I'm it? just trying to see where who who has that. I just want to look at look the at the list. screen. Right? Oh yeah, there, there we go. There we go. Charles has already dropped out. So oh, that's right. Yeah. Who who is going to go? Charles Griffin's dropped out. Yep. Oh right. Okay. So, I mean, looking at this, um, whew, I know it's a small list, but. It, to see Clarita's name in there with these guys is uh, it's funny because you know he could win. Could he win this? Hmm. Well, possible. is that possible? Think, That'd be wild. I think the comparison between Samson and Clarita is it's like a, a little and not little and large. I don't mean that disrespectfully, but it's like a mini me version. They're quite similar in terms of mm -hmm. the look. Radical. It, it it's gonna be amazing. Seeing this is gonna be amazing. I want to see Clarita next to Bonac. I want to yeah. see Clarita next to Akeem. Like oh, you know, yeah. like and then obviously Kamal. Like uh, it's it's um it's gonna be awesome. We're really excited. What you know to see to see this move. I mean, this is an aggressive move by by Sean. You know, Absolutely, he's he's yeah. he's stepping in there. I don't know. To me, it just says I'm not afraid of anybody. Like I'm, I'm oh, not yeah. afraid of a single one of you. I just think it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. You know, this is a great show. I mean, the, the quality. I mean, you know, obviously low numbers, but every single one of these guys is awesome. So, yeah. um, it's going to be good. And and I mean, uh, Williams won two already, hasn't he? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
I'm saying yes so and questioning myself on the second yes. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Bonac I think Bonac <clears throat> has two Arnolds. I don't know if Scott could check that, but yeah. I'll, I'll look it up. I know he won at least one. I was there for I think it was two thousand and twenty. Yeah, he was he a coin he was a coin one. flip last year. I think that might be the one that we're thinking of. I think he only won one. Because <clears throat> I yeah, remember I, I thought he was gonna win the Arnold last year. Oh, he um, might have won like another one of the other Arnolds. Maybe I'm thinking he might have won one of those. That could be. Oh yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, sometimes that throws you off. You know. I love seeing Samson do this show. Yeah. Um Incredible. I just think it's a great like. I think a lot of people in his shoes would wait. And, and you know what I mean. And and, and like he, he's getting right into it. I mean he's he knows where he stands and and. On this list, I mean, I would have to assume he's the favorite going in. Yeah, he'd have to be. The the highest-ranking open guy would have to be the yeah. favorite. But can you imagine what a f- – hey, last call-out, you know, <laughs> final call-out, Samson and Sean. I can hear it. Oh, man, yeah. Two guys. Like, you know, Samson, who stood next to Rami and looked the same size. And then right. next, next to Claire, like that's I, I hope I hope that's the last call out. That would just be crazy. There you go. See, I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it so we can test the waters. Right. Just a little dash. I'm a little you know, surprised right? to see um, Justin Rodriguez do this show. And the reason I say that is, is I feel like his body's tired. Like he is phenomenal to me. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm not seeing a lot of change. And if the goal, in my opinion, in bodybuilding is always to get drastically better. Um, so I really thought that he would do what Charles Griffin is doing and being, in my opinion, smart, stepping back, taking a little more time, and then coming back drastically improved. Um, I would love for him to prove me wrong. But based on the what he's brought in and the, the uh, merry-go-round of coaches he's had, I just don't know that the coaching is the problem as much as a body who needs a break. You know, I mean, I don't right. think people realize the stress. And I'm not even talking about the gear, just getting ready for a show. And Justin's known to get big really, really quick. So his preps are full preps every time. Um, yeah. This time, maybe a little less because there just wasn't much of a window to, to get heavy. But I'll be curious to see how that shakes out. Um, I Like I said, I hope I'm proven wrong and he's right up you know, in that mix. But, uh, I mean, how, I don't know how many shows he had last year, but it had to be like seven or eight. I mean, I felt like every show I, I turned out, he was in. And the reason I think he should not is because he should be winning these shows. He's that good, in my opinion. Right. Two. Right. <clears throat> two. Two, he's won two. two he's, he has won two. Yeah. 18 and 20. 18 nice. and 20. Yeah. The, um, oh, man, it's dangerous when you got a two-time champ in the lineup, too. You know, Bonnet could win this. Samson could win this. Clarita could win this. Um, obviously, the other guys aren't favorites to beat those three guys just based off the previous placings at the Olympia and the Arnold. Right. Um, yeah. But, you know, um, those those three guys have, you know, the I'd say the the ability to do this. Um, so I, I would I would say Samson's a favorite because he's the highest placing guy this year in the Open. But and he's we'll made see. the fastest changes in the last year, so I wouldn't put hit past him to beat his Olympia look. Another thing too is later. Th- think of the think of the mental 
uh, place that Samson's in right now. It would be like full speed ahead, absolute reward and confirmation of everything he's been doing. He's got no questions in his mind whether he's doing the right thing. Obviously, he'd be happy with his coaching and his circle of people and his sponsors and just everything in his world is click, click, click right now after coming off that Olympia, I would think, obviously. Um, so, uh, so you just think that that makes the guy even more dangerous, you know, you get on a roll like yeah. that, all, everyone behind you still though, imagine you yeah. could have all the momentum and all the mental drive you want, but to be able to be your absolute best at the Olympia. And then for a lot of mm-hmm. these guys, now they're going to be their absolute best again, you know, know like two months later, that's going to be interesting it, to see what happens. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, I mean, I did 24 shows, but most of the time it was one show a year, Hmm. you know, and, Mm -hmm. you know, and then obviously looking back in hindsight now on bodybuilding and everything that goes into it, I see the guys that do the Arnold and the Olympia, the Arnold and the Olympia, like, like Brandon Curry, guys that do that a lot. And I just think, man, you guys are like, you guys are super dedicated, super dedicated. Like, yeah, I just imagine like how tired after doing that a couple times. Sure. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, you know they, they must have the their little system. You know, like you know Brandon's got all his family time. Maybe he just shuts down a lot, recovers hard. You know, mm-hmm. goes you know gets back into it that sort of thing. But it just seems like no break to me. You know, yeah, seems like yeah. no break. You'd be doing Don't you guys cardio. think that um, <clears throat> that Akeem Williams? can possibly win any show he ever does. Like I always, when I see his name, I'm like, that could be your winner. Just because if he hits, he's so crazy. I, and I remember time is what he needs, you know? Yep. Yeah. I remember seeing Akeem win the Tampa. I was at that show and I just remember his conditioning there was fantastic. I think that was like 2017 or something, but mm-hmm. his, uh, his conditioning was fantastic. His glutes were pretty striated and, it was just a crushing win. Like he easily won. It was a tough lineup. Like it was a lot of good guys. You know, the Tampa was a, you know, it was a good show and uh, he smoked it. And how high has he been at the O he's been like, wasn't he sixth one year? I thought it was six. That's exactly what I was thinking. So it might be right. You know, so we know what he's capable of. Um, but I, I just feel like the condition from the back uh, just is never quite as, as you know, just where it needs to be. It needs to be like that sick, like, you know, when you turn around and you see the glutes on, on you know, the, the guys that are shredded, shredded. And, and you just think, man, if Akeem had that, his mass would look even more ridiculous and crazy. So for I always sure. feel like he's just kind of off from the back. That's what always kind of hurts him for me. And, mm-hmm. and, and but yeah, I mean, like, he's da- very, very dangerous at any show he does. And, you know, I mean, he, he was where he was at the Olympia and with nine more weeks, you know, maybe he figured like, Hey, I'm going to diet for 16 weeks into the Olympia. Maybe he needed nine more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who knows what'll happen. Yeah. He could I mean, be like we, the most improved, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, I would guess I'm waiting to see the I'm waiting to see the best ever version <clears throat> of Akeem because that's, I mean, he's one of my favorite bodybuilders. Like I've trained with him. I, I, he, he's a, he's an amazing bodybuilder. And, uh, you know, I always want him to be at his best so he can place as high as possible, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, let's see how the Arnold goes. I'd- I always want to see, you, you know, it's always been fun uh, in our years of watching bodybuilders when 
individuals do their like their coming out show where they just blow your mind. I mean, like oh one Cutler when you weren't ready for it. You know, Gunter coming out at the Olympia that year when he took fifth, and you're just like, how did he even qualify? Like you don't even remember how he got into that show, and it's nuts. I would love to see that from him at least once. Cause, and he's been great, don't get me wrong, but that like Yeah, just that off. next level sort of best ever. I, I yeah. feel like he would smash some great bodybuilders if he just nailed it perfectly. So I'm hopeful because I'd, I'd love to see him in that top three mix too just because, like you say, he's one of my favorites. Just cool guy. Plus, I think he's the strongest bodybuilder on the planet. I mean, it's Casually. Yeah. Casually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, strong. like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, casually crazy strong. <clears throat> yeah. What do you think, uh, Jamie? Did you have anything else on your list? We like Jamie's list. Yeah, I like Jamie's I list. Thing to a uh, bit of a bit of a talking point, maybe see what you see about this. It was actually off Fuad's podcast, and I think I'm going on the show on Thursday to discuss it. So this is isn't to uh, rob somebody else's idea, but you you spoke on your podcast about the point system being eradicated, mm-hmm. and I feel as though. The Olympia's idea to eradicate the point system was to try and get less people at the Olympia. That's the overriding goal here, which obviously that's not going to achieve that. Um, so how can we get the best bodybuilders to the Olympia, limit the amount of competitors there, so the Olympia committee are happy and everything else, and the fans have the best bodybuilders there as well. One of the ideas on the podcast, Ian and Fuad was discussing, but they kind of like really brushed over it and I thought, that's an amazing idea, is take any other professional sport. So you've got NFL, NHL, uh, soccer. You've all got, they've all got professional leagues, like a championship league table. Mm-hmm. So imagine each division there was a, a league table for the athletes, top 20 in the world. And to get onto this table to qualify for the Olympia, all 20 people qualify. Um, so it would be going away from the qualification system that's what their idea is now i'm talking about it being an entire qualification system completely Hmm. um people compete throughout the year but they were saying well then it's going to encourage more people to show so it might be deemed as unhealthy but you have like a season so six months of the year is the bodybuilding season and people compete at these shows maybe every weekend to get points in the table to compete at the olympia at the end of the year um, I just think that would be like bring bodybuilding more mainstream and make it, there would be avenues to make that super exciting as well. Hmm. So you would say only a point system? Like let like just kind of playing with the idea of no, like it's all point based or do you get yeah. in if you win a show? No, you get in if you in that top 20 in that point system by the end of the year. And obviously the shows are going to be tiered so there'll be more points for higher place in athletes in higher tiered shows. So the better athletes wouldn't need to essentially do more shows. They could still Right, qualify. they could just set the points yeah. up that way. Yeah. Yeah, but one of the complaints I'm hearing a lot is the better athletes are saving it to the Olympia. They're not seeing them on stage at these local shows. So this system will encourage the better athletes to get their ass on stage as well. Hmm. I think it would work if like the NHL, the NFL and all of them – there was a team paying to put them everywhere because that's where, where ah. things get lost is, you know, these guys are flying places. These guys are missing work, um, you know, because 
that that's where the the wheels fall off in these things is who funds it all because it can't be the athlete because like i was just saying earlier you there's just not enough money to make it worth it i love the idea for the show but the ifbb would have to fund it for it to work right you know we I, i really like i really like the idea of um like when we were talking about the bracketing kind of idea, like the, I don't know. I just thought that was cool. Like if, if you beat somebody at a show, how I was that bracket where remember we were talking about that bracket, Scott. Yeah. We we're talking about like, you know, just bracketing, you know, a bunch of people start out and, and then whoever wins these shows, they continue to bracket in and somehow end up with a smaller list, which by the way, Victoria listened to that. And she was like, that is not what I was saying at all. I was like, yeah, we just kind of ran with it. <laughs> <laughs> you completely misrepresented my idea. Yeah. Yep, you do not said. ever say my name and what I said. You don't listen. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. The the oh. uh, the thing about trying to get fewer c- competitors in the men's open and in the like they're well they're talking about all the categories right just fewer competitors. Yeah. I mean, the the um, so they're just taking away the point system. How many guys were even in on points? There was like two because Kuklo who qualified on points didn't go. I think Justin and. So- well, so it's well, not going to even do its job is what you're saying. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm saying like it's not even really going to make much of a difference. They're trying to get rid of like what? They want to get rid of like 10 guys, but only a handful of them are on points anyways. So yeah, it, there's going to be more, more shows this year coming or perhaps less time until obviously November this time. It's a uh, top five requalify for the Olympia, right? Yes. It In used to be top day. 10. I remember the yep. days when it was a top 10 at the O get to requalify. Yep. You know, yeah. there was a lot fewer shows too. But yeah. I mean, what if they just go back to just the winner? Just the winner. Winner requalifies. Like all the winners qualify for the whole year. No one else. Everyone has to win a show. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that would knock. You'd have Nick Walker showing up at a show. You'd have Derek showing up at a show. Just think of that. It would drive those four guys uh, in the top five to these other shows, which would then cut down on the number of guys come. Com- you know, they would obviously probably win their shows most likely. Yeah, yeah. So there's five less guys at the show now. Like maybe that's one of the things that they got to do. Just taking away the points doesn't seem like it's going to make enough of a difference if that's their goal. We kind of talked too yeah. about like what if there were tiered shows? What if what if say like something like this? Say say if you do like the the Detroit Showdown, you have to win two smaller shows like that in order to win in order to get in. Right. But right. if you won the, we'll take like say we had five shows that would be on the caliber of like the Arnold and the New York Pro, and then we added in a few more there that those would be you only had to win that one kind of thing. Right. But, you yeah. know, some, I don't know something like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of ideas, but you know, they want less bodies on stage. I also think half the problem is they have to re- rework how they run the show. Cause that, that whole, you know, the whole oh, yeah. like show taking the whole the show taking forever uh, complaint. I think they sort of said, Oh, it's cause we had too many athletes, but no, there was other things you could have done too. That's a good point. <laughs> you know, there were some categories that were like, wasn't there 58 guys in classic? How the hell did that happen? crazy yeah like 60 of them that was crazy was there that many shows like there's 
50 some shows a year now in classic like what am i missing yeah we didn't even know it's that because... i think um, because of the, the time since uh, obviously the Olympia was in december and then the, the qualifying system ran extra long because of that oh yeah that makes sense but that is the issue isn't it um classic Men's physique, bikini. It's the three other categories that are causing the issue in, in essence because who doesn't want to see 30 open guys at the Olympia? 30 of the best. I'm fine with there. I'm fine with how, how, many, how many were there? 30? About 30, yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I mean, 20, 20 is a little bit more sensible, but yeah, I get the point. Yeah. You know, so, there didn't need to be 58 classic guys. No. We think about something for them. Let's... Uh, Maybe you could just like 30, 30, 30 qualify, and if if anything, or they're both 30, you just hang them or something. <laughs> based, based on imperfections on their physique, uh, maybe one's got four toes, hang him, done. Right? Yes, yes, just eliminate them. <laughs> just the, every, everyone has to send in um, – their their mandatory poses and get compared to Bumstead, and if they can't stand next to him, he doesn't come. Nope, yeah. you're not in. Sorry, yeah, you won three shows, but you can't stand next to him. Never mind. Uh, no, I also nice. think, I just think, yeah, you, you know, like the 58 guys in classic this year. You think okay, so like, you know, literally what 45 of them must have known they had no hope, but they oh, came yeah. anyways. Like that's expensive. But, they all have sponsors paying for everything. Like that's a lot but, of guys. You think of like Steve Kuklo didn't go to the O because he's like, ah, fuck, you know, not my year. And then these other guys like all showed up. It's, that seems a little crazy to me. Yeah. I think, I don't think that everyone takes the full business stance, you know, because for example, and, and don't worry, nobody, I don't, I don't think this would happen. But if Ron or I slipped and fell and qualified for the Olympia, we'd go. <laughs> That's like, true. I'm yeah. going. Yeah. Like, get me my jacket. Get me last place. I'm out of here. Nice. Jackets are so <laughs> like, I'd go just to get the jacket. <laughs> I would go if I was a pro just to get the jacket. You're so right. Those are the coolest you know, jackets. I would wear it every day. It would be on every episode of the podcast. It'd be it. I'm just done. done. I'd, I'd have little ones made for Harvey and Donna. It would be <laughs> nuts. My dad took last at the Olympia. Um, and we don't even know how he qualified. He paid We'll just say off. Olympia qualified, Dusty. No last. No yeah, they, yeah, they got Olympia I guess qualified. I'm, it's I like a national qualified. Looking at, I'm, I'm not looking at the Instagram bio perks, I guess. Yeah, yeah exactly. Look <laughs> at my bio. I, I would actually write last place because I'd still be like, I was there, B. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Yeah, I don't know. So I do think that they really just need to only my biggest complaint that would save everything for me is put the men and women on separate days, you know, and, and, and really call that a day because I think if you can quickly cut people in prejudging, I mean, quickly quarter turns, you know, who's not in the top 15 Bye, and then get rolling. And then as an athlete, I think you're going to be a little more reasonable with yourself too. Like if you know there's 58 guys and you're not anywhere near that top 15, Maybe you're not coming to do quarter turns in front of your family. That's probably at the end of the day, Dusty, I think that's probably the best and easiest solution is for the show, the way the show is structured to just be a bit more brutal. Yeah. Um, you just have to say, I mean, you know, that whole, 
you know, at the regional level, everybody gets to pose because you want them to all get yeah. their stage time and their experience, right? And obviously, as you move up the ranks, things get a little bit more, ah, sorry, no posing routine. It, you know, you're not top five, don't get to pose, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I have no qualms with that level, the Olympia, being savage. Yeah. Like, absolutely yeah. savage. Like, I went to prejudging, and 10 minutes later, I'm done. You know, I don't really have a problem with that because maybe that's all they need to do. Maybe if they just do that, then they don't have to screw with the system or change the points or any of that stuff. It just sort of does it for them because those huge categories with all those people, that will be where you'll see the the reduction. The reduction will be harsh. Like one year later, it yeah. will be half as many. You well, know? Think about it. 40, 43 people would be cut in the quarter turns. Yeah. Hmm. First like, round. Boom, boom, boom. And that's the quick. And I think at the can, expo. And I do think that you can do that at that point. And now you've got a show to watch. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And everybody can spend the rest of the night at the night show when they go to the big venue at the arena. Everybody can spend the whole night looking at the top 15. Yeah. You know, get a good look at them, you know. So that would be maybe a, an, idea to, an idea too, you know. What do you think of that, Jamie? Just being savage at the judging table. Oh, yeah, because I do believe, I'm in the camp that Dusty said, and I believe this this counts for me also, for sure. If I was to make it at the Olympia, I would have no ambition of doing anything at the Olympia other than stand on the stage, represent my best physique, and collect the jacket, and see you later. But the fact that I'd get there, the, the sense of achievement, and just, just being there, being backstage, and soaking up the experience... I'm all for as many athletes as possible having the opportunity to do that. And I, I feel as though the harder it is, yeah, great for the for the fans that perhaps aren't competitors because they're only thinking of the end result. They're thinking of having the best athletes on stage. Well, mm-hmm. imagine putting your life's work, your heart and soul and money into something like bodybuilding and having the chance of stepping on stage at the Olympia almost taken away from you because people have this idea of saving money or whatever it is. I think as an athlete that's probably on the outer circles and on the brink of being able to qualify, that is still a huge incentive in your kind of goal system for the year, let's say. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So letting people get there, fantastic. Being more savage at the Olympia, fine. That's That's got to be expected because it's the Olympia. But yeah. I would say measures at the Olympia perhaps concentrate on those rather than stopping from people actually getting there in the first place. I like or that. Do. I like that too. Yeah. Qualify. If, yeah. I know what you mean. Keep the points. It drives people, blah, blah, blah. But then just make the reality what it is at the O. So yeah. I, th- I think what people are missing is it didn't get easier to qualify. Like no. those guys that all qualified – Damn. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, and that's the part that gets missed. It's it's very similar to, you know, getting your pro card like on a on a lower tier. That alone is like, wow. Now, you might never be a good pro ever ever, but you you were able to do that. I mean, that, when I was chasing a pro card, Jamie, it's where you are with trying to get with an Olympia. I just wanted to I just wanted to check that box. Yeah. I came to do this, did that, done. I never thought, okay, now I'm going to go to the Olympia. There was no confusion on where the stance was, but that was a huge step. And, you know, I can tell you this, and it, it might be a weird comparison for people, but 
You know what the greatest part of turning pro was for me? About three weeks after the Olympia, a guy met me and I was at the gym and I, you know, tank top and he's like, oh, are you a pro? And I go, yes. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> I had never got to say that before. Like, yeah. that was the that was the big, like, I was like, I got to say yes. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. So, you know, you get to do the Olympia. Like, like you said, you're not thinking this year when you were shooting for the Olympia, you weren't saying, and once I get there, I'm going to wreak havoc in top five. You know, no, you weren't lost on where that was going, but you were going to qualify and then hopefully bring your very best look to the Olympia and see what yeah. that is. That's always killer when somebody does that. You know, I notice the odd guy shows up just in crazy shape. He knows he's not going to place, but like he comes in yeah. like great shape. Like some of the guys in the back of the pack were in great condition this year. So, yeah. Yeah. So, Jamie, I, I'm going to see you in a few weeks, eh? So am I. Yeah. I can't wait. It'll be, um, it'll be great to have you back here. Dusty, it will be great to have you up here. It's been a long time. I mean, I've already had Jamie at the gym lately, you know? So having my you My ink uh, is back fading on the wall. I know you gotta like retrace over with the new marker. <laughs> yeah, because you you signed the wall before we got the uh, the windows tinted, so the sun bleaches yes. off the wall. Oh man! So, yeah, now now we'll redo it and it'll be safe. Now it'll be safe. There we go, Jamie. Are okay. you coming to the Arnold as well? Yes, I'm actually. This is another talking point, but we haven't got time potentially. Um, but I think for another episode, you could perhaps speak about um, managing an off-season in, in like a busy travel schedule because oh, yeah. he was speaking about obviously just his, um, with the YouTube thing, enjoying it and showing people that you can do this and make progress with a busy schedule, a busy life and a, a good job. Um, I looked at the diary and I was like, man, we're going to Canada at the end of January. I've got um, Katie's birthday in Dubai in February. And then the beginning of March is um, the Arnolds. Yep. And then April, we've got FIBO. Yep. May, I've got a holiday with the kids because they break up from school. And it's like, what's going to be in June and July and August? There's something every month so far. So there'll probably be something every month for the year. Yeah. Yeah, we're booked yeah. every month. Actually, I already, yeah. I already looked at it. We're literally booked every month. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. We got something to do almost every month. I think there's a, usually a couple months in the summer when mutant doesn't do anything with me, but then there's all these shows that happen out here. Like the van mm. pro happens here and all that. So the gym is yeah. like an event in itself. Cause it's, you know, everyone's coming to town to compete and all that. So there's a few of those. So there is something every month for me. There's basically like something that I usually have to travel for, you know? So It'd be great to see you, Jamie. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I know the members at the gym that know you're coming are excited. And, uh, I mean, now everyone will know. And, uh, Dusty, there's so much you haven't seen up here. I know. You have to come I up and just... come back. No, no, just come and, <laughs> come and hang out. Are you guys bringing the wives? What's going on? I'm not this trip because um, it's... Uh, Tight, tight window with the kids and stuff. Five days during school week, so we're not. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. For the Arnold, okay. she's coming. Cool. Oh, okay, okay. And you're not bringing Wrong. the wife, are you, Jamie? You're taking her to Dubai for her birthday, so she's good. That's right. Yes. And I'm thinking about um, when is the table reservation at Earl's for a, a big, solid off-season meal? I oh, will you know it. go there day one, straight from the airport if you want. <laughs> nice. <laughs> 
We'll do that. Okay. Thanks, uh, Jamie. Thanks for coming on uh, short notice. We've been talking about getting you on, and then m- me and Scott and Dusty were chatting, and we're like, well, let's let's just get him on right now. And uh, you answered Literally. the call. So it was awesome. Fantastic. Jamie the Giant, tell everybody where your podcast is so they can check it out. Yes. Uh, first of all, always a pleasure to be on the podcast. Thank you very much, guys. I do appreciate it. And um, I'm sorry about the small delay. I hope that doesn't put anyone off. There's no um, delay. Podcast, we don't see it on our end. It's good. No, it's all good. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, my podcast is on YouTube, um, and it's called The Beautiful Struggle Podcast. Jim did actually say it was a bit gay. Hopefully, that's not that's a swearing. But <laughs> I think it's a good name. <laughs> he just likes uh, to harass you. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, the Beautiful Struggle podcast on YouTube, finally there. There's six episodes, but I think five have been released. One is coming at the end of Jan. And, yeah, guys, I'll see you in Canada. I can't wait. Nice. Okay. Thanks, man. Everybody, Jamie the Giant Christian, remember, what's your mutant code, Jamie? TMG20. It's better than three. Runs, you get 25% off. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I am mutant.com, TMG20, of course, Dusty20, Big Round 20. And uh, remember, everybody, um, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Thanks, guys. Great episode. It's just bodybuilding. Thank you, everybody. Remember, leave questions in the comments so that we can hit you up on our Q&A episode. And it's just bodybuilding.